Take a deep breath. Take a tug off the jug. supposed to do we shut it down Ooh. red bull like a robot's asshole <laughs> what are we doing here bo all right welcome to telefriends episode 39 i'm gonna start that over will you, will you ask me again what are we doing here bo what we're doing is recording episode 39 of telefriends lordy lordy who's almost 40 america's favorite call-in comedy podcast mm. um asterisks we're listening to the messages. You leave at 304-518-JAMS. James. And then we're reacting to those messages. What's different about today's episode, Bo? The fuck? You have no idea, dog. Today I, is... I you do, no. But you, the listener, dog, have no idea. Dog. <laughs> listener, dog. <laughs> um, yo. So, for the past... You know... Okay. So, you, how old is K-Tech? I don't know. 15? 15? 12 and a half. Learner's permit time? Yeah. For real, though. like Three months. She's three months old. So, that means... So, like, for the first month of K-Tech's life, Case Rod was out the game, right? Yeah, pretty you, close. Get, like, get there. five or six yeah. weeks, you were, you, we, yeah. And then, since then, so for the past month and a half, uh, typically the structure is that Casey's heard all these calls, and I haven't heard any of these calls, but for the past month and a half, it's been, I heard all the calls, Casey hadn't heard all the calls, but now, we've switched back to the fucking formula that made this country great. <laughs> that put and us that, on the map. Yeah, dude, like, so, yeah, Casey's heard all these calls, I haven't heard shit, my name's Bo, this is Casey, hello, Casey. Hello, Bo. Let's start, I haven't heard this in a while, let's start with call number, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a, I've got to remember how to do this. Bringing it all back home, I hear you. Let's start with a uh, follow-up to last week with call number five. Hey, Telefam, it's Rachel here. I uh, was so just listening to the hey, last Rachel. episode where you were riffing on J.K. Rowling's admission about the wizards using plumbing and stealing <laughs> plumbing and whatever other canonical stuff she's creating. I have a question for you, because uh, as someone with more than a passing interest in Harry Potter and this universe and like the wizarding how it world. continues to expand after of. the publication of the original seven books and the eight movies and the theme park and the video games and all this nonsense. The breakfast like, cereal. Do you think that when J.K. Rowling is dropping these little things like, oh yeah, of course Albus Dumbledore is totally gay. And oh yeah, there is a Jewish student in Ravenclaw like on Twitter. She's just answering fan questions by making up details. Do you think that is because one, she's bored and has no idea what to do with the rest <laughs> of her life. Or yes. two, she realizes that her book, the books that she wrote, um, did not contain everything, right? And so she's backfilling to make the world seem more progressive, like the way her, uh, yeah. Hermione specifically is written as having really big bushy hair, looks kind of unmanageable, could be re read as like her being a, a student of color, right? But okay. no, like that is not ever confirmed until after all of the books are out and we go into doing um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child in London, right? So like can't just start the 
books with this character that would be super beneficial. Everything's ambiguous. So, like, is she cashing in on uh, the changing ideas of society? Or is she just, like, trolling us from Twitter? Yes and know. yes, dude. Bye. Yo, thank you for your call, Rachel. I, I have a lot to say on this subject. because I, I got thoughts, too. My fucking whole beef with J.K. Rowling is this. And the J.K. That, beef. My fucking J.K. beef. Um, is that J.K. Rowling has made a career of getting right up to the line of making a progressive statement. I just spit all the way over there, and it went right there, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, she goes right up to the line of making... <laughs> making a progressive statement and then fucking backs off and i think she does that backing up because to make a progressive statement you also have to risk making a controversial statement Mm -hmm. and that's fucking bad for the bottom line and so uh so she so what she won't do in her books in the interest of like the self-preservation of her brand she will do on twitter like retconning some progressive stuff there where 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 uh where 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 it really isn't in the central text primarily not just with like is hermione black but or a person of color or whatever but like uh she fucking gets through the whole series and never resolves the fucking house elf issue that's crazy it's like a central (laughs) crux of the whole thing uh two yeah albus dumbledore is only gay after the fact like after it well, <laughs> but also like, no, nah, I don't know about that. But like when you get to the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, it's like that's the that's the the, the most hardcore example of my of my beef with this, except for the house elf thing, which I think is like a travesty in terms of like fiction writing or whatever. But yeah. when you get to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, like that shit is obviously a romance between um, two high school dudes and fucking like, yo, and I was in like straight up like. Me and my wife went to fucking London and watched the goddamn premiere of this thing. Like, I was there. I'm ready. I'm a, like, I, I, I like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. My wife loves the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I didn't really grow up reading it, but whatever. I'm just saying, everybody in the crowd, spoiler alert, P.S., was fucking primed and ready to see these two dudes get back together and have a fucking, like, passionate embrace, at least, or whatever. But... Oh no, we like walk it all the way back to a fucking heteronormative relationship thing where now really we all got a fuck, we both got girlfriends and so everything's chill. And it's like, dog, you guys clearly love each other in a romantic way. <laughs> this is sort of some fuck shit that you're not like really going there, but you'll dance right up to it, but you won't ever fucking deliver on the promise of a progressive thing. But then retroactively, after you fucking counted all the cash, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really what I meant to do was fucking make some progressive statement that I didn't actually make. That It drives me fucking insane about that. I think that's the cynic's view of the situation. Okay. I think no one ever intends to write a thing that's going to probably be a classic, you know, considered a classic. In I'll give you that up to like book two or three, man. Yeah. Like but she's no, a worldwide no, still, phenomenon after I, book one. I still think she can't know for sure that that's how it's all going to turn out because she, she's got a lot of books left at that point. Yeah, but she's already rich and famous. Like, yeah. So but, she already knows she represents a lot to a lot of people and that the power that she wields with providing visibility to fucking, you know, uh, to, to people of color or people of non-heteronormative fucking sexual identification, she she is aware of that as evinced by her fucking Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Afterwards, I think that's true. I think she knows what she's got. Yeah. But I don't think anyone want, thinks they're going to be in that position until they're in that position. And I think you can do two things. You can distance yourself from the thing you've made. Yeah. And try to go the other direction and be like, you know, that was just a thing. I'm done with it. Right. But I think she's smart enough that she's realized that she's never going to be 
not be a part of this world. It's going to be too big forever. Yeah. She's yeah. always going to be that person. I think that's the reason she writes her she writes her detective stories under another name. Mm-hmm. I think that's why she's doing what she does on Twitter. I think it's a way of her to make up for stuff that she thinks she should have probably done differently. I think she tr- also probably thinks this is all just hypothetical. It could be very wrong. Yeah. But maybe she also thinks like, oh, so she still is a big part of controlling the messaging of Harry Potter, I imagine. she. It seems like she's still the primary voice. Yeah. But what it, is it going to be as big and as known through everything if it's more controversial? Is See, that that's possible? The thing, but that's the thing is like it seems like she's plus, like, constantly has the story her back. of the Harry Potter books. Like I don't mind the Albus Dumbledore's gay in retrospect thing because at no point in that story is there a place for that fucking teacher to be like, and I'm gay, Harry. Right. You know, it doesn't make sense as a story. True. It doesn't true, have true, to be true. a story. But no one, no one's going around explaining what they are the entire time. You know, yeah, but you she's also a writer. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're but a I person think that's who's how written things. Yeah, I'm a person who's written things. You, you want the person to, to be that dislike. thing without saying they're the thing. Yeah, and in the case of Albus Dumbledore, he doesn't either. Yeah, I think it's I think it works fine as him not being a thing that's said that's being a thing that's fine because it's not about his personal life except oh, what it is, and that's where people start going. Oh, does it seem like he's getting? And she's like, yeah, that's how I've ha- ha- have him pictured. I think this. I think that Albus Dumbledore is not gay within the text of harry potter the books because it would be seen as a negative portrayal of gay men because of the predatory relationship that albus dumbledore has with harry potter i think that's something you're adding on to it at the end afterwards i think you're adding that to it that's not there i think what i'm saying is i think that albus I think dumbledore has a predatory relationship i think with, he's nothing not, not from a sexual perspective but he, he does yeah. prey on harry potter i don't think he's anything until later books i don't think he's identified any particular one way or the other well so, until okay. he is <laughs> and it's like yeah i don't think it's brought up just because it's not a thing to be brought up well this i mean like ultimately this call boils down to the fucking argument about the intentional fallacy right and so like the question really is if jk rowling always intended do you know the intentional fallacy the intentional fallacy is like is your is your is you have is jk rowling's intention as as important as your interpretation yes um and i would i i usually fall on the side of like it's a bit of both but uh, ultimately like i don't think the author's intention is is necessarily as important no i don't, as I don't either experience i don't either it. but that's what this that's what the question is the question right. is what is her is about her isn't about the stories i think she became a billionaire man and i think that like and i think we can't ask much more than what she's doing for being a billionaire trying to keep this thing yeah. As progressive as it is, when it's becoming a giant corporate ran, machine. yeah, and she really is so like, like if she starts a fuss about being more, even more progressive, like in the works themselves, yeah. At what point are these or does that start risking these things being things that are put out in the world? What's more powerful is having that message there in the subtext, but or that's reaching the thing less is, people. But you text. were just talking about how it is not there in the subtext. Well, that's what I'm saying is it's it's getting there, and that's what she's doing now is making it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think she's forever uh, feigning, fainting at. I think she's having it both ways all the time. I think she's forever fainting at making a progressive statement and then never delivering on the promise of that. And I, does she? The the other thing about it is like uh, J.K. Rowling is an author who's written a thing that is amazing and owes us nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, beyond yeah. that. Like, because like, because here's my other thing about this is like, if there's, if there's the thing I can't stand is when 
a work of fiction, especially, is just the fucking document of an agenda. Like, I, that it always seems like characters are fully flat, or it's if it's like, uh, it's important for me to have uh, progressive rep- representation of all cultures in this thing, and so that's what this thing is about. And it like at at this at and, and in the process of that, I sort of sacrifice characterization and, and real depth of mm-hmm. character because I'm just putting forth my like manifesto in fiction form or whatever. So I so on a certain level, J.K. Rowling doesn't owe us that and. Also, I think that no matter what your agenda is, if your fucking work of fiction is just the fucking, just write a fucking, you know, treatise on some shit. You don't have to write a novel. Um, So, I mean. Yeah. And isn't this what fiction is for? Is for these, the conversations about these kind of things? But, but, and, I think as but I think when she enters that conversation, she sort of muddies the water. I think as a person who could easily just disappear and let studios and corporate interests control the narrative of her thing, uh-huh. I think what she's doing is pretty good. I think it's okay. I don't think she's done enough in that world that's like... A th- uh, well, no, because, I mean, what's, res- what's a respected output based on this thing? I mean, like... Is it just the play? Is that what we're basing post Harry Potter, Harry Potter on? And 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 her statements and tweets and stuff. Well, then her statements and tweets. She's being incredibly liberal and yeah, progressive. Right. You know. Yeah, but I get. I mean, she doesn't owe the conservative agenda, uh, the lack of representation of progressive like ideals, and she doesn't owe progressive people a representation of those yeah. ideas either. Yeah. Is, I guess my weird bottom line about yeah. this. I really, th- I can't get away from that Michael Jordan quote where, why, why didn't Michael Jordan ever make a political statement? Cause Republicans buy basketball shoes too, man. Yeah. Like I think there's something to that. And I think there's something to fucking not alienating people. That's how you get a call. The episode started Mo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a warm up. Shit. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Those are the best calls. Uh, fuck. Let's let's uh, let's uh, bring it up with a uh, number seven. Ooh, welcome to another episode of Name That Film. I'm your host, Jiminy Crumpets, and as always, <laughs> if on. our contestants are unable to make up a name for the film I describe, I will be dismantled into component parts. Well, he's done that Let's before. begin. Fed up with being bullied, a ten-year-old vents his frustrations on the anthill in his yard (laughs) until the insects shrink him to the size of a bug. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. Contestants at the ready? Oh, let's name that film. Okay, okay. He gets shrunk Mm -hmm. to the size of a bug. To the size of a bug to a bug, or is it the same size of the bugs? Size of the size of the bugs. Okay. You, 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 There's already a movie called Ant Bully. You can't call it that. Ant Bully? Yeah. I was thinking there should be like a magnifying glass pun. Through the magnifying glass. <laughs> no? You got anything? Um. Ant. Ant hardly wait. <laughs> ant. The bug's life. <laughs> you don't like through the magnifying glass? No. Um, that's, a, that's too wordy. Okay. Let's name that film. Let's not name that short story. Fair. I just I just gave you a head cock and an eyebrow raise, yeah. like as though that's a reaction that'll work on a fucking podcast. Nonverbal agreement. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the size of a bug to a bug. It's just the size of the bug. Uh, so it's pick on somebody your own size is the name of this movie. It's still a little wordy, but I'll accept it. All right. Half credit. It's no scaredy bear. Half right? credit. <laughs> That was the best one ever. I'm never going to fucking get anywhere close. But to be fair, that's my first fucking round on Name That Film. Like, come on, man. Hey, man. 
I, I ain't saying nothing. Uh, so uh, we've heard from a couple of regulars. We've got a, a, a new caller. New callers to the front of the line, Case who's, Dog. Who's got a lot of questions. All right. With uh, call number four. So my friend Jody just told me to call you guys. So shout out to Jody. What up, Jody? What's <laughs> her you? laughing at herself right now? So, you know, that's that's the kind of folks that we are. We just um, talk <laughs> about silly things and then for the moment use the telephone. Yeah. As it is supposed to be used to call people because <laughs> back in the day I had this thing called a telephone. I used to use it to call people. And now I use it to avoid people like the plagues that they are but enough about me um sure. actually that was all supposed to be about jody sorry um i should tell you something about me You're really jody. <laughs> besides that i avoid I'm people jody. like the plague <laughs> by um not answering the phone ever and um i mean a really i just person. think people should send me a text like, I think that's the most respectful way to reach out to someone. And then you can read it in your own time. You know what they need. You know what they want. You know what the emergency is. You can be prepared when you respond. That is really, truly the way. I disagree. I don't understand these people who leave messages and then make you listen. I, I am leaving a message right now that you are going to listen to. The irony is that I started off just calling this number, and now I'm actually leaving someone a message, and I don't even listen to messages. I, I wow. Yeah, this is a funny. This is a little... I'm I'm glad that you like them. I'm I'm hoping if this is a terrible thing and you don't enjoy it, you should just delete this. Don't listen to something you don't want to listen to. I, if you want me, I, you should I should send you a text. Maybe I'll ask Jody <laughs> if there's also a text line. If there's a text line, I'll send you a text. But if this text is really what you enjoy, I'm glad I'm calling because this is not what I would enjoy. <laughs> it's like so long ago in my life I would have enjoyed this. this. <laughs> um, but I'm really glad that you guys do, and um, I do love podcasts a lot. Thanks. Jane and I were just talking about my new favorite thing that I've been listening to, and maybe you guys know it too. Do you know the Chris Gethard show? Uh-huh. Like, do you know not the cable show, but that cable access show that was on, like, for, like, 190 episodes, and then it got picked up by Fusion, and it's had two seasons, and it's been amazing? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been a little bit lost in my life, and this has been a show in the last, like, four days that has made me cry from joy. So Whoa. it's good to cry from joy and not from sadness always. So I've been experiencing <laughs> that. And that came Jesus from, Christ. you know, YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shout yeah. out to YouTube, right? I know. Bringing people together, making them talk and then tell each other about crazy podcasts and then call and leave a dumb message to. So that out to you guys for bringing back the phone message. All right, I'm done shouting out. That's really dumb. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks. Um, my name is Kelly, if that counts. Okay, bye. She, yeah, it counts, Kelly. Thank Thanks, you. Kelly. Jesus That was Christ. amazing. That's a lot. That was a lot to parse. I feel like I know Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like feel like Kelly. Kelly went into that call with no fucking plan and nah, made man. two and a half minutes of gold, where yeah. still, I don't know what's happened. She, like, called her friend Jody's bluff. I was like, yeah, I'll call. There's Jody, Kelly, and Tina are all on this I don't know who Tina is. I don't know who you Tina got to. recommended the Chris Grethard show to her? No, YouTube did. Hmm. <laughs> I feel Shout a, out YouTube. You I remember. A, I feel a pressure to match Kelly's energy, and I don't feel like I'm capable yeah, of babe. doing it. <laughs> like, Where's the Kelly show? I don't know. It should be the Kelly and Jody show, and Jody never talks. <laughs> it's just Kelly talking all the time. It's just a lot of, a lot of Jody going. Uh. <laughs> yeah. A lot of her saying, Jody's laughing at me right now. <laughs> That was incredible. Thank you for calling. Yeah, that Kelly. was great. Um, fuck. Uh, she should read text on her show. That could be your thing. Mm-hmm. Text with Kelly and Jody. That would be amazing. Yeah. She's like, oh, I got another text. And she just reads it and talks about it. 
<laughs> You're saying we should not have a text line, and I, I am inclined to agree. Yeah, man. The, what would we do the, with the that? contents? The 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 yeah the call right. That was fantastic. I ha- I I I'm a fan of Chris Gethard. Chris Gethard. Chris Gethard. Have you watched uh, his uh, Netflix special? Is this the thing about suicide? Yeah, I have not. It's very good. Okay, I feel like I heard it or some part of it, and I wasn't crazy about it. Um, I think it's mostly really good. I think he's got a. It's like challenging in his approach to the subject. Yeah. Which is cool because it's per- his personal approach to it. Yeah, and like there's shit he said. He's like, he's like, that's shit people tell you if they've never thought about suicide. He's like, that's bullshit. <laughs> Chris Gethard is a is, a, is a, he's he's a friend of Tom from way back. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing him tell this story about a, working with Tom Sharpling on a failed pro, on a failed or a pilot that never went anywhere or whatever. And he was like, yeah, I was like in this car with Tom Sharpling. And he like, he's like, I learned more about screenwriting in 20 minutes in a car with Tom Sharpling <laughs> than I had in fucking four years of college or whatever. Um, which is neither here nor there. And <laughs> what, what would be your thing if you could like, if you could have somebody be like, man, I learned so much about blank from sitting in a car with Bo. Shit. Do you remember that time that we like both realized that we're experts on the subject of William Tecumseh Sherman? <laughs> <laughs> that was a little surprising. That was super weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah, that's that's a little <laughs> specific. Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck. If you wanted, you, you, you know, late nineties rap. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> fucking. If we want to talk a lot about how, like, for like the first four albums, Lil Wayne. Uh, Every one of his album covers is a direct homage to Jay Z's album covers, at, like at the same stage of his career. But at a Ooh. certain point, he deviates from that because he feels like he's ready to stand on his own. Mm-hmm. That's a thing <laughs> that happens to Jay Z a lot. That's gotta get tiresome, right? Like a little bit. It happens more. Like the thing that you see the most is uh, is is you see homages to the cover of Nas Illmatic, and you see homages to the cover of notorious big ready to die yeah but the but, but uh, like the lil wayne jay-z homage thing is a little more subtle but you can once you realize that that's what he's doing it's impossible not to see but like jay's baggage is that he's still like regularly putting out albums mm-hmm. that are still great yes he's the working greatest rapper alive sure you know that yeah. doesn't disappear forever that like doesn't have really controversy that's going to affect his career not until Lemonade. Yeah, but I mean, that was like personal shit. And he immediately was like, yeah, I want to make an album. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his new album's really fucking good, man. But yeah, like... It's also, it's good because like your last beef... You're not beef, The greats aren't dead, you know? He's still doing it. Which is... That's remarkable. He's been doing it for a long fucking this time. This is his he's, 13th he, slow How old is he now? 50? Nah, I think he's I think he's, I think he's 44 because the album's 444. Oh, is it? I thought that... He said that was the time he woke up to write the song or some shit. Yeah, but he's, he's like super into... Because, do you, like, do you remember on Reasonable Doubt, he has that song 22 twos, and then on the 20th anniversary of Reasonable Doubt, he he did a new version of it called 44 fours, and, uh, and on, 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 on that song he, he Forever Young, numbers. he's like, you know, I'm on my four shit. Like, he's really into fucking uh, doing, like, homophone shit with numbers. Like, he's really into to, to putting, a, putting a, the sound that a number makes through its paces. Whatever. I'm sorry. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> This is how I feel all the time. <laughs> this is like every fucking day of my life. Uh, well, but you have to be a little more confident on uh, uh, our subject matter. Yeah, but... We have a caller that's concerned about the show. Okay. Is it... And you need to play call number three. Me calling from my sleep. Hey, guys. Hi. I was wondering why you haven't taken a sponsorship from Audible.com or Rocket Mortgage, like every other respectable podcast out there. It's a good question. Anyways. Bye. 
Uh, so okay. <laughs> Good question, sir. Good question, caller number three. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, you know, Casey and I both have uh, because we haven't accepted a sponsorship. Casey and I both have uh, have work and interests outside of uh, of podcasting and making telefriends. Um, <laughs> it's true. Here's what I would say. I I do my, my the the job that I have that when I'm not doing telefriends, what I'm doing is marketing. And here's what I know about marketing. And so this is a message to potential sponsors, specifically with like liquor companies, though me, neither me nor Casey actually consume any alcohol. Uh, which, but we know it's fun. Yeah, because we're the lamest dudes in the world. <laughs> um, here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, I know that like there's certain industries. <clears throat> the liquor industry among them are like always chasing that fucking influencer marketing deal, right? And so what I would like to offer a potential sponsor right fucking now is I, I want but you can tell me whether or not you're on board. So you can Casey mm-hmm. can negate this whole thing mm-hmm. if he disagrees. But what I'm gonna say is if you give us five thousand dollars, we'll give you fucking six months of full on all the time advertising like when we'll fuck when casey's gonna say like uh play call number three he'll be like you know what play call number three on the your company's name hotline and we'll fucking (laughs) do it right then you can get like a fucking pre-roll mid-roll exit (laughs) shit we'll play any call you leave us (laughs) five grand all we want to do is upgrade this goddamn studio (laughs) like you get six months of pure unadulterated influencer marketing because it's not about reaching the most people it's about reaching the right people yeah and fucking uh, Telefriends has a fucking rock solid laser focused <laughs> <laughs> audience of people that are ready to buy your shit because they know that you will have bought us a dope ass set of recording equipment. So, so, are you on board? So five grand, six months. Two things. One, okay. you also get premier sponsorship opportunities for any other events that we. <laughs> you get right of first refusal if you want to. I'll, I'll bring you up in casual conversation <laughs> every day. <laughs> no, it. Ma- ma'am, it's it's two thirty, and you like you could use a cold course. It's two thirty, and you know what that means it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> two things. Okay. One, well, first, my, my first temptation was to say that we split the podcast like a eighty sitcom would split an apartment uh-huh. down the middle. <laughs> You're allowed to get sponsorship for the up the top half. I'll get sponsorship for the bottom half. Ooh. The real thing is, is are you going to send this to sponsors? Like, you're going to cut this clip out. Yeah, sure. And just send it to just. Blind. What can we offer? Or well, are you hoping that like someone courses is just shuffling through the bottom seven thousand podcasts on iTunes? Like, <laughs> hmm, we could be a. Uh, let's try that one. What was the shit like on the Billboard charts where it was like hot riser, hot mover? Yeah, some shit, maybe we're one of those up and comer. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, because it could be like, all right, welcome to episode thirty nine of your company's name presents of Telefriends. Telefriends. Yeah, I would do that for six months, no problem. Right? Would you? I would do that. Victoria's Secrets hotline. Yo, you could call in and leave fucking messages that we would play, or we could fucking read copy. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm ready. Or we could make it up. You relying on the fucking uh, charm of. (laughs) Brought to you by Smurfs (laughs) Three. Now on DVD. Do you have any objections to that? No, I'll do anything for any amount of money. Really, we'll go. I'll go much cheaper than any of these companies we named. Okay. You sell so, you, you are you selling used cars? Do you want me to mention your used car website? Yeah, because we're ready. Send me some money. I am for sale. <laughs> 
So that's so so to answer your question, not yet or no. What was your question? Why haven't we done that? Because yeah. we're fucking haven't had the chance. <laughs> we haven't sold out because we haven't had the chance, dog. That's the deal. Was there any? Is there any sponsorships you wouldn't take? I would have a tough time endorsing some stuff. Like what? Well, no. I mean, okay. I was gonna say tobacco products, but then I'm like, am I advertising? Am I advertising or am I endorsing? You're advertising. Then I don't give a shit. I was gonna say tobacco products, but then I'm like, you know, as a guy who smoked for 15 years, it would be cool to get something out of that. (laughs) So like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) A little payback. Yeah. Don't smoke. Yeah. Don't smoke. Give me some money. (laughs) Marlboro. <laughs> All right, Bo. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we uh, can I just say that the fucking this formula is so much better than <laughs> the fucking me doing it. One of the uh, <sighs> one of the my favorite types of calls we get is the I just saw a thing call. Yes, and we've got one of those on call number two. Hey, telefriends. Um, so something interesting happened to me on the way to work. Uh, I I was driving to work. I know I this call. stopped at a stoplight, <clears throat> and there was a guy on the side of the road who was asking people for money, uh-huh. and uh, he was making the rounds. Eventually, he got to my car, and when he got to my car, he actually knocked on my window. Oh, shit. Um, so I'm you know, looking at this guy. He pulls up his shirt sleeve, Whoa. and then he points at a tattoo uh-huh. that says, Doo-doo. <laughs> and he gives me a thumbs up. And that's it. All right, guys. I love you. Bye. I love you, too. <laughs> so What's your life like when you got a doo-doo tattoo, dog? Like, how did that happen? Well, the, uh, he's telling her he's the shit. You think? Yeah. Or he's just like, doo-doo. Doo-doo tattoo. <laughs> it sounds funny to say. It is. I think that's a I'm the shit thing. I don't know. It's like a joke. I knocked on your window to show you my tattoo that says doo-doo. It's <laughs> really funny. <laughs> I wonder if she gave him any money after the fact. I think she... I don't think so. I think I, you get in the laugh and that's that's the payment. Yeah. I, you don't yeah. pay for the joke. Otherwise, the jokes are just going to get worse and worse. That's fucking true. He's not a joke professional. That's what happened at Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah. When he was doing it for the love. <laughs> The love of prop comedy. When he's doing it for a free drink. <laughs> that's one of the best calls I've ever heard. That's fucking doo-doo. That's a surreal experience. Have I told you that time that I was at the bowling alley and I saw this dude with a tattoo and it was a bulldog standing tough and then underneath it just said, ride the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Something's lost in the messaging there. I know. Is that it? Is that a, when you get the tattoo of the tattoo? Goes, are you sure? <laughs> Is the dog the dick in this case? What are we saying? Don't ride a dog. It'll hurt, it hurt its back. <laughs> What's my ethical <laughs> positioning on you, letting you do this? When awesome. I, you, you were with me yesterday when we went to the, uh, I went <clears throat> by my veterinarian to yes. pick up some, some food for my felines. The ZD. Fe- the ZD feline feast. Mm-hmm. There was a Yo, guy. Then we went balling out of control at Old Navy. What? There was a guy. <laughs> Uh, in in line at the uh, veterinarian in front of me, uh-huh. who was like, you know, had like an MMA tank top on. Sure, it's pretty ripped. A lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. Side of his head was an anvil. Whoa. On his arm was this pit bull tattoo. Did it say ride the dick? No. And then 
he's standing, just kind of standing there. I was like, are you in line? He's like, no, I'm waiting. It's like, okay, don't talk to him. It scares me. Yeah. And, uh, the door opened and the dog that he has his tattoo came out of the back. Nah. The dog came out with like a tough pit bull saw and just like melted. It's like Aww. shaking. Like, well, there's like, I can't shake harder. I shake any harder. I can't stand. <laughs> like, so excited to see him. Do He's you like, oh, is my baby okay? Is Aww. my baby okay? And the nurse, the nurse, the veterinarian lady was like, your dog is the sweetest. Aww. There's a uh, like mini junkyard wrecker service down the street from my parents' house. Whoa. And is I, there a junkyard <laughs> dog? There was. And it was a chow. Those motherfuckers are vicious. I watched too. it go to town on my buddy one day. Like, <laughs> and it wasn't like big enough to like really hurt him, but it kept nipping at him. And he, and he squeaked every time it bit him. And like, it's eat! Every time the dog bit him. There's a dog named Eno that fucking bites your ankles every yeah, time yeah. he sees you. That's amazing. Yeah, Eno's a buddy. <laughs> go to town on your friend. <laughs> it's like, it would just go right at him. Like We'd always stay there and always go right for this guy. He's like, will you guys help me? What are you going to do, man? What am I going <laughs> to do? do for you? You also run. We're running. <laughs> run better. Fucking run better. Okay, so have I told you that story about I was riding a skateboard? Fuck, this is some embarrassing shit. This might have been on my, on the, on the, this might have been on the show already, so stop me if you, stop me if you've heard this one. Oh, that's skateboard and sound? Yeah. That's a good one. <clears throat> riding my skateboard home. And uh, this little fucking super furry like little long haired dog runs out of dogs hate skateboards where I thought this dog was a sentient fungus <laughs> I don't know if this is a podcast story you told me or a real life story fucking I'm skateboarding home and I like just look out of the corner of my eye and there's this dog hauling ass at me from the fucking yard sentient fungus I didn't think it was a dog because it didn't look like a dog out of the corner of my eye when I was in motion. It looked like a fucking sentient fungus. And so, like, I fucking, like, screamed at the top of my lungs because, like, because I was being chased by a sentient fungus. And so uh, then I was, like, I don't know. Then I stopped and I realized I had, like, screamed in true and utter terror <laughs> at, like, this tiny little yippity-yip dog. And I was... How, how was your terror scream? I don't really hear it. Yeah. It, shrill. Yeah. Um, Higher pitch than you'd expect. Yeah, it was. F- I was just legit scared out of my fucking wits for a second. Mine goes low. Mine's up. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah, ah! <laughs> like we started walking through it, and immediately did. Well, uh, uh, let's go to the the terrifying world of improvised uh, role playing. What's called number six? Oh shit! Okay. Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. Welcome to TFD&D. Oh, you are Stone and the Brobarian, most bodacious warrior orator and tamer (laughs) of many a wild stallion. Casey, you are Blazit, fifth of twenty, gravelly-voiced, reincarnating hedge wizard and prolific producer of progeny. Whoa. No doubt skulking nearby is Chongo Many Rips, the reliably unreliable every weather ally of Sharp Tongue and Broken Blade. When last we left our plucky protagonists, they were struggling to stay afloat in the icy waters of the Welfargo, an ancient <laughs> altar honoring the avatar of Abacuses, a long forgotten lord of a countermancy. 
The corpse-laden waters pull Blazit towards the mysterious purplish glow below. With a wizened smidge of wizardly wit, he sticks his straw-like staff above the surface and conjures a brilliant burst of blinding light. The unliving accountants surrounding Blazit reel in anguish and fall back to the silty shadows. Stonan sees Blazit's stiff instrument poke (laughs) through the well's golden surface and grasps it eagerly, tugging and pulling with the full gusto of his Brobarian heritage until Blazit finally rises to the apex and emerges soggy and exhausted (laughs) from the fluid-filled fissure. Something has awoken in those salty depths, however, and our heaving heroes witness the purplish light follow Blazit surfaceward, pushing through the pile of mystical coins atop the well. The ethereal figure unfolds itself impossibly until it towers a dozen feet tall, cloaking itself in a crust of clinking currency. Our heroes' minds spin and swoon while they look upon its impossible visage. (laughs) The beads of its abacus face click and clack back and forth, measuring them as its gaze meets theirs. It speaks. Your sins, though few, cost dear, you'll learn. You'll pay for two to balance return. A flutter of movement catches Stonan's sharp eye. Chongo crouches in the shadows behind the deathly demigod, awaiting a signal, or perhaps a chance to flee. What do you do? Shit, man. Can you give me a plain text recap? (laughs) Of that call? We've escaped from the... How does he get that good at fucking alliteration, man? That's really good. We escaped from the well. Uh-huh. You're holding one end of my thick staff. Mm-hmm. I'm holding the other. Yep. We're connected via its its, its length and thickness. Yep. The uh, abacus-headed creature has emerged from the well. Click and clack, the Ratchet Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Chongo's hiding in the shadows ready to strike or run. We're not sure. But you got wings and you're flying. Uh-huh. And I see some fluttering movement behind the Abacus Man? That's b- behind the Abacus Man is uh, Chongo's hiding. Oh, that's I see him? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he, what does he want from us? He wants to, us to pay for two? Yeah, he said we have to pay 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 for two or something like that. I want to cast a spell. Okay. It's I want to cast, oh boy. <laughs> and what oh boy does is I can slow down any one thing that's moving too fast. Uh-huh. In this case, I want to use it on time. I want to slow time down. We're connected via staff, so you're you're in the bubble with me. <clears throat> okay. So we can have a conversation about what's happening. All right. That's what's happening now. Yeah. Okay. If you want to sacrifice yourself, what? I'll gladly offer up Chongo. That'll be the two sacrifices. <laughs> I'll move on. I plead our quest. And remember you always. How does this spell even work, dude, when time is obviously an illusion and we conflate time with change? I don't know what that means. I'm just All saying. I know is we're moving very slowly in a fast-paced situation. Oh, but so this is like bullet timing, bro? Yeah. Sick. Time is still moving normally for everybody else. We're just moving extra fast in between seconds. Dog, can you get us like mad close to the fucking abacus man? I have an idea. Yeah, we can do that. All right. What do I do? You fucking get us close. You're the I, one flying. I get us close. You stand at the ready. And make sure you catch fucking Chongo in case he fucking splits. I'm going to move two abacus beads from the 
like fucking what I perceive to be the negative side mm-hmm. to the positive side okay. of the demigod's face, thus paying for two. I say, it takes two to make a thing go right, bro. It takes two to make it out of sight. Yeah, because I, I did his eyes. It's yeah, the yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing. Teamwork. Break. And time immediately starts back up. And so you eyeball switch him? Yeah. I give Chongo the finger. <laughs> I hate that guy. And then we, uh, we'll have to find out what happens next time. Next up on episode 40. Lordy, lordy. This has telephone. been Telefriends. This is it? Yeah. Fuck, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Yo, th- thank you for calling. Thanks for all of our callers. Uh, those were some fantastic fucking calls this week. Yeah, <laughs> people really brought it. People are like waiting for Casey to be taking. They didn't even know. They didn't even know until we started. That's I didn't true. advertise. That's true. But I do want to advertise D and D Part Two coming up. Oh shit! When's that? Uh, we're gonna give a couple weeks. Let let some calls get in. Okay. But we're D&D gonna do an all D and D episode Part Two. We're gonna have a special D and D guest. We're probably gonna have some guests. Oh, shit. Do you have a plan for this already? I've got plans. Okay. Should, you want to let me in on them? Nah. Really? Nah, nah, nah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I'm saying, you, you after, f- not on the show, I'm saying, can yeah, I yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you, last week, I tell you, like, on the show, I tell you that I have a really good idea for a thing. Uh-huh. Immediately forgot what it was. I was listening to the show, and it reminded me. Oh, man. And I couldn't remember what it was. Fuck. Yeah. It, was, it was a really good idea. We, uh... We're on fucking, we're on the social media, man. Yeah, we're all over it. We're on Facebook.com slash Teledash Friends. Or what are we? We're on Facebook. Yeah. Search Telefriends. We're on Twitter. We're, I'm coming. My man Gaze Rod at some point. I'm coming. <laughs> I just, it's been a week, man. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, where else are we? Kind of get the right groove. Yeah, dude. You know where we're at? What? Three or four, five, one, eight jams. Jams. You know where else we're at? Where? Play call number one. But also, yo, tell a friend, though. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Molly. Hey. It's been a minute since I've called. I've been chilling with K-Tech. Newest member of the Telefam. Hey, hey. Uh, but I'm really excited about your upcoming uh, guest spot on Podding This Together. Yeah. Another great, awesome podcast. It's really And it got good. me thinking, what if there was a podcast not about disney movies but about lifetime movies since you all have such a great podcast title tell a friends maybe you could come up with a title for this podcast my my uh my project here of of a lifetime movies podcast what would you call it Shit. and uh yeah come up with something a little creative give me something to to uh daydream about while i'm chilling with a little baby hey have a good up bye yo so i got full disclosure yeah i'm aware that there already is a podcast that's like that really yes what's it called i purposely didn't remind myself okay for the reasons that's i have some questions about this okay one that's molly it is that's your your wife so the cat's out the back i wasn't gonna call too much attention to it but i suppose so yeah My child's name is out is in the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, you you should in edit. I need you to replace it with K Tech. <laughs> okay. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. So there is uh, the other thing is, is: Do you think Molly is gonna make this podcast? No. Oh. I don't think she has the time nor inclination <clears throat> to start this podcast. That makes sense. It already exists. This podcast exists in the world. The thing about okay, so podding this together, it together is a reference to a song from High School Musical. Yeah, we find this out in the episode that we're on. Yeah, 
Um, because That's it was the reference I was seeing because they sing it when he says the title of it on their show. Right. What I'm saying is, I it's wonder fun to sing. if <laughs> I wonder if there's that kind of deep cut. Like, I almost feel like well, I'm not the man for this job in that I I don't know that I've ever really seen a Lifetime movie mm-hmm. all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like there would have to be like references to them that would make be significant to other fans of Lifetime original movies. Or also in the movie Superstar, kind of preoccupied with lifetime original movies i haven't seen that one either that with a uh, molly shana yeah <laughs> it's that physical comedy yeah yeah like with molly what's that what's the name of her character fuck never mind i think isn't she she's forever referencing lifetime original movies i think i think so yeah or made for tv movies i i i think there's something to using the green day song good riddance oh time of your life yeah yeah that's pretty good something there at least the theme song can be like a no words version of that can it yeah just like an acoustic graduation walk version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could, could the podcast be called Good Riddance? Or it could be called S- Something Lifetime. Unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, that, that works for me. Do you know that Jay-Z's second album is called In My Lifetime Volume 1? There was never a Volume 2, was there? There was. It's called Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. And then Volume 3, The Life and Times of S. Dot Carter. But the first album was mm, called Reasonable Doubt. It's still called The Volumes. If it, does it have like the first title with it, too? Yeah, they were like, they were on the record covers. Yeah, and the new one, like, say, his 13th album or some shit on the cover of it. Yeah. His 14th album. Or but I think those are supposed to be three part of a series in the same way that you had the Blueprint series also. I don't know if I care for it. I don't think you care at all. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, call it something unpredictable. Uh, yeah, uh, look for us coming up soon. We're going to be on a podding this together yeah yeah it was super good time it was a lot of fun those guys are really sharp and know a lot about a thing i don't know anything about yes and they mostly listen to our uh, advice that we give anyone that we when we were on their podcast which is interrupt us or we'll just keep well, talking yeah dude somebody's got us if you, you don't stop us no one will it's almost like i it's almost like you have to lay yourself across the tracks or else this <laughs> runaway train is just gonna <laughs> Um, and sometimes, even if you do, we're, we're going to take one or two of you. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm always super nervous before a, a guest spot episode comes out. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Um, Yo. Speaking of. Yeah. Where you been, Wax Pathetic? Yo, where have you been on any level, Wax Pathetic? Get back at your at your boys. Get back on your grind. We need you. Word. In the meantime, tell a fucking friend about Telefriends, dog. Do what Jody did. Fucking Jody. Jody coming through in the clutch. I want to say Jody, episode 39 MVP. Jody. Jody and Mr. Doodoo Tattoo. You guys are fucking killing the game. Man, what if Jody is Doodoo Tattoo? Shit! Yeah. Every day I'm counting up my paper yeah. Petty niggas hate the ones in public with the vapors Aye. Leave them in the dust and then we tell them see you later True. Only people that truly know me is my mama and my maker yeah. Shouty, you like my free form dress True. I love it when she give a nigga free form head Aye. It's the banana boy, favorite color you know yeah. Yellow is the new black and I'm Mr. Caputo Close the blind I wanna see me Close the blind. I wanna see me shine. I wanna hear you shine. I wanna see me listen. 
like Bob Marley. Hardly ever call these hoes. I'm too gnarly. Look like George Foreman. Yeah. Couldn't afford Jordans. Talk to informant. Never I'm important. Maybe I might die. Baby girl, I'm the cream of the crop. Yeah. Creme de la creme, got the juice so they jock. Women in my city treat a nigga like I'm Diddy. Pimping ain't a thing, I'm independent with my lane. Ice. I mean it very fly, yeah. I mean it don't even try. No. He raps and then he dips, he never singing for no tricks. Yeah. Turn on your TV, then you might see me. I mean it don't give a fuck because I know that I'm the G.